Hey guys, welcome back to the OPD podcast. Uh, Joe and I have another special guest on today. We have Ryan Walters. Uh, Ryan, for those of you who don't know, is a new IFBB pro. Um, just won the overall at the Masters Nationals here in the U.S. I know in the 40 and over. Did you compete in the 35s too, correct? Yeah, I did the 35 and the 40. Gotcha. I'm 46. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so got his pro card there. Um, Ryan, we have a big UK base too, so some of them might even know like who, what the Masters Nationals are, so we can, we can talk about that as well. Um, but, okay. but yeah, uh, you've obviously been competing quite a long time. You've moved up through multiple weight classes, multiple age brackets. Uh, I, I really like to talk about, I want to talk about how that, you know, how that whole process has unfolded and, and really like what your mindset has been going through those national shows over and over and getting close and then getting closer and um it's yeah and that's it's a very daunting thing you know i can i can imagine um i'm not i'm not there yet i'm not old enough but i i know like i've been able to talk to a few of the guys that you know have done 15 national shows before they they end up getting their their card so it, it's a long process and i don't think a lot of the newer bodybuilders really realize what it takes for you know, someone that's a mere mortal with normal genetics to actually get there. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. Introduce yourself okay. to people that not know you. Give us your background. Uh, Ryan Walters. I'm 46. Uh, I uh, I started this journey uh, 20 years ago. I was 23 in college, frat boy. Uh, drinking debauchery, straight up. I was, uh, at the end, I was drinking five out of seven nights a week. And I looked in the mirror and it, and one morning I got up, looked in the mirror, didn't like how I felt, didn't how, like my life, didn't like how I looked. So I needed to change whatever, whatever was going to change. I needed to change. So I left right then. It was in the morning. I left right then and went to a, a, a Sears, kind of like a Walmart or a Kmart. I bought a weight set, 23 years old, put it in my room in college, all my fraternity brothers laughing because I was the partier. I was the life of the party. I dropped 30 pounds that summer and went People came back in the fall at school. They had to ask who I was because they didn't recognize me. I went from an A, I went from a CD student to an AB student. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. This, uh, this weightlifting, training, eating healthy stuff is changing more than just my, my body or my look. It's changing everything around me. So that's why I've held on to it for 20 years. It's not just the competing that came that evolved kind of like a physique competitor. More than likely, he's going to want to keep building muscle. And he's going to go to classic more than likely the classic guy is going to keep building muscle. I don't know how to go to the gym and stay the same. And then he's going to be a bodybuilder. 
So it's just like a, a progression, you know. It, it, when I picked up that first weight, it wasn't to even have abs or anything. You know, then that was the goal. And then you, you look at, you know, I want to be a fitness guy or whatever. And then you go, wait a minute, I want to be a bodybuilder. Um, I have a master's degree in education. I used to teach high school, special ed, algebra. I'm now a full-time coach, ironically. I turn pro and have a master's degree that says teach. Uh, back to the competing, the 20-year climb. My first national level show was the Junior USA 2005. I was a lightweight. I was 153 pounds for about 30 seconds. The next day, I was 161, and I won my class. Yeah. And so from there, it was like, then eight months later, I did the nationals. I got, I think I got eight that year as a welterweight. So I, I moved up a class in eight months. Al Augusta was seventh. I think Jose won. Uh, then the next year, I moved up to, uh, I think I went to middle the next. And I stayed in the middle and welter bumped around there for three, four, five years. But I was, I was getting top five in the open. I've, I don't know that I've ever had to requalify since 2005. I have been top five over five weight classes in pro qualifying events. Why I keep going, huh. it's always been about self-improvement. That's where that you versus you comes from. I want to beat the guy in the mirror. I don't even look to see who's showing up. If I'm bigger or harder or both, the following year, what else can I do? And, and what made you, when you started the national shows, was it like, was it something that set, told yourself, yeah, I think I can be eventually get my pro status or did that come later when you started placing and you're like, okay, maybe I can get my pro status. Way, way later. I mean, even yeah. getting top five at the North Americans as a middleweight, I didn't even think about pro status then. You know, I was teaching school, you know, coaching wasn't really around. Um, you know, the, there was big contracts then back when the supplement companies and the magazines. And, you know, that was pretty exciting, chasing. I was sponsored by Muscle Tech. Me and Jose were sponsored by Muscle Tech at the same time. And we got to do a trip in Canada for about, I mean, we were only out of the country for like 24 hours. But when they did that big before and after transformation stuff, um, that's when we were, when they had everybody. But uh, I didn't, even when I was sponsored by them, and then I've been sponsored by Pro Body Solutions for about the past five. So the past seven or eight years, I've had a sponsor, but just, just the pro status, you know, I just, I know my lane. And there, there, wasn't, a, there wasn't a 212 class for a long time. You know, I, I wasn't going to go up against Ronnie Coleman or Jay Cutler, I mean, or Dexter. You know, I, just, I, don't, I don't see myself. I never saw myself as that person. So it was just uh, something that changed my life, something that I did. I, I guess you could say 
maybe it was a hobby for a long time. And then maybe once I cracked the top five at the master level as a light heavy, I think that's when it started. So probably when I, when I was 40, because I never did the 35 class until I reached 40. Because my, I, I always thought that, you know, 40 was masters. I mean, 35, those are the guys at the nationals and the USA's. And I mean, look, look at the, look at the top five Olympia. Everybody's in their forties. Yeah. They, they didn't even add a 35 until I don't know what the year was, but I know, I know when I started bodybuilding there, there was not a 35 for at least probably the no. first five years. I think, I think Shelby Starnes may have, been the first 35 okay at, yeah at so that would at, at the north americans maybe what like Masters. either way but 2014 maybe something like that probably Thir probably 13 yeah 13 or 14 he, yeah he slid in there yeah but you know but there also wasn't it, your mindset's also different too because now you have a lot of guys that they're looking like, well, what weight class can they, or what category can they do the best in? And now they have men's physique and now they have classic physique and all those things. So you've had so many people moving around. Um, whereas, you know, you, you were so interesting to me because it's like, Oh no, you didn't try that. I'm not saying it's a cop out for guys that moved into classic physique because there's genuinely guys that just look great for that category. Right. They, that's where they yeah. fit. They look, they look good there. But at the same time, you were a bodybuilder. Um, you wanted to keep getting better as a bodybuilder. Um, I, if I were to go out on a limb and guess, you probably never even contemplated ever dropping the classic physique. It's probably never, never you're, even. You're correct. <laughs> never, ever. Yeah, man. You just continue, continue getting better at what you set out to do in the first place. No, I started this as a bodybuilder. I'm going to either I turn pro as a bodybuilder or I don't. Yeah, that was nothing, nothing against classic, because you know what, if I was still a welter or a middle, I may have been edged to switch classes, not to turn pro. It's just that my body was more that way at a welter and a middle. That's why once I got up to light heavy, then I started getting that roundness and a little bit more mass where I didn't feel or seem so much as a classic physique. Right. That makes yeah. sense. Well, <laughs> it does. It, no, it makes perfect sense. And I mean, and you can see it at the shows now. Um, if you go to the national shows or even, I mean, even the regional shows, like if the bodybuilding is obviously thinned out because of classic, but it's especially visible in your bantamweight through middleweight classes. That's where, because I mean, most of those guys have just gone to classic, you know. Right. So, they are. They already. They already make the weight. Right. You know, for yeah. me, I think I'm. I can't. I mean, I think for me, I have to weigh one sixty five or one seventy. Right. I weighed in at one ninety five. Right. Yeah, that won't happen. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But. Uh, yeah, so you – how many national shows did you do? So what was the actual <laughs> – Actually, I don't even know. I think it's probably around 25, 27 national-level shows. 
Holy Let's say classes. Uh, because I know I've been in the top five 20 classes. And when I say classes, that means because I'm doing 35 and 40 sometimes. I didn't do it every year. Sometimes I only did one because just money. I mean, it's 250 per class. Right. Yeah. 20, that's got to be, wow, that's got to be up there. I've heard a few. I mean, I know that there's some guys out there that have gotten second like 10 times. <laughs> But there, that's got to be up there in quantity. That's that's quite a few. I I can't think of, I can't think of yeah, anyone th to talk to. I think, and also, I think I have placed <laughs> top five in five weight classes. I'm not sure about a welter. I I think I did welter at the North Americans one year, and I got. As a middle, as a as a welter, one time and I got a uh, fifth, but I'm not sure on that one. But I know lightweight, I know welterweight, um, I know middleweight, lightweight, middleweight, light heavy, and heavy. I have been in the top five at pro qualifying show. Yeah, that's. I I know, <laughs> I know it's been a lot because I started. I started bodybuilding. Well, I started, I think my first contest prep was probably around, I would have been, I don't know, like 11 or 12 years ago, something like that. And I, I know I, I got on the, uh, was looking at all the national shows at the time because I was basically just, I, you know, I was a little, I was tiny at the time. I'm still tiny now, but uh, anyhow, they had, uh, <laughs> I remember I remember some names and of course a lot of the names that were on there are guys that are pros now or they're or they even maybe retired you know mm -hmm. uh, and I, I remember a few people off the top of my head that have more recently gotten pro cards and um, I do remember because I remember your name was in there and I remember John Meadows name was in there at the time cool Good company. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, because I'm I'm in Ohio here, so I knew he was an Ohio guy, um, and and I remember a handful of names, and uh, but yeah, I mean, man, that's just my point. My point being is that it just takes it takes a lot of time, and it takes a lot of uh, a lot of improvement. And I think most people they can't they can't even wrap their head around. Uh, a goal that's so far off in the distance like it's such if you look at something that's so far off like that it's, it's very daunting you know what I mean like you can't you can't really visualize well, it because I, I guess I I never I never I don't know that I ever visioned me being a heavyweight uh, actually I that was the worst I'd ever looked on stage I think but that was a wrong move but I, I, I still made top five but uh, I never dreamed or, or uh, thought when I started that I would ever barely make 198. I mean, having to not eat for six hours to make 198. I never, I don't know. It's just progression. And, and after, and all of a sudden you look back and you go, man, uh, there went 15 years of eating six times a day, training four to six days a week. It, it and there again, it's, just part of my day it was just part of my day I got up I went and taught school I left school I went and trained for an hour hour and a half went home you know wife child I have a 19 year old daughter she's in college 
so it was just it was it's a lifestyle i guess to me and I, I guess that sums it up it's just who it's just me yeah i, I kind of joke i joke about it and this isn't entirely true but you know you could you could take someone with as long as we're not talking like the bottom of the barrel genetics, someone with average to okay genetics, yeah. if they work, if they work long enough uh -huh. doing the correct things, they'll get there. It's just a matter. It's just literally, it's just a matter of time. I mean, it's hard it, this day and age with the, the, the iPhone and the microwave. Everybody the thinks now, yeah. now, 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 now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it's not going to happen now. Muscle is not going to happen now. It may happen weeks from now, months from now, years from now. But you, you just got to put the blocks in there to build it. But it takes time, time, time. I got these kids coming in saying, hey, I'm going to do this show. Then I'm going to go pro the next one. Really? Huh. Yeah, well, I'll be Should watching. I have that formula. <laughs> yeah, and then I say my story, and they go, "Oh," and I'm like, "Well, I'm not saying it's going to be that, but I mean, I let me let's put it in perspective here." So yeah. I think when you see so many cards being given out, you know, and well, now the implement of the classes, which I'm okay with the implement of the classes, I'm fine, and and really, if you know, it. it it goes back, back to the progression. I don't know if they would have had board shorts back then, the physique. I may have done that first out because, remember, I just wanted to get abs the first time. So if I saw those guys, maybe I would have got up there. But knowing me and, and how I started out, and it was goal setting that I really learned, I know I, I wouldn't have stopped there. I would have wanted to keep progressing, which meant, keep getting bigger keep getting harder and 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 do a journey yeah yeah I, I think uh joe and i obviously much younger but we were luckily lucky to slide in before social media when people were still on forums and looking at magazines so it was i love uh, the forums i love uh, them. Yeah, man. i know it sounds uh it makes me, I make myself sound old. I'm not, but at the, but at the same time, like I'm, there's a level of like, I'm thankful for that, you know, because, um, I know my first, I think my probably my first two preps, um, I didn't even tell anyone I was doing it just like my mom and dad, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't have friends that cared about it. I didn't have a social media or anything, you know? So it was just like, I just did it because I liked doing it. And, uh, it was, it was just, I didn't go post pictures every single day after my workout or, you know, or whatever. Um, you know, none of that stuff was, none of that stuff was really there now. You know, obviously now if you're coaching and stuff, there's a bit of, bit of marketing and all that stuff goes on, mm -hmm. but at the same, but you know, there's something about people that were able to start before all that. They, they have that pure, that purest mindset. You know what I mean? Yes. That, that yes. They like. I haven't thought about that, man. Yeah. And now that it's you're really saying nice. that, now I'm really thinking, you know, I didn't even have a, a cell phone, let alone a cell phone that took pictures when I did my <laughs> first contest. Right. 1999, yeah. Mr. Mr. Tennessee. I don't, 
don't know that I owned a cell phone. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you might not have been, I mean, now every, every six year old has a cell phone. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's like in England, Joe, but uh, yeah, I know every six years. That's what my, that's what my sister said she was getting for her birthday. And she's seven. So she was an iPhone. Yeah. But um, yeah. well, this is good because I was having this conversation with someone in the gym today, actually, in like a similar vein to this, how social media is almost preventing people from taking the steps towards doing what they need to do to improve their physique. Because we were talking about it in the context of a female that trains at our gym who is basically not allowing themselves to do what they need to do to have an effective off-season because they are seeing girls on Instagram thinking, this is how I need to look. But, you know, gone are the days of the Dorians that disappeared for the whole year and then came back, you know, because, you know, to really progress skeletal muscle mass wise, things aren't acute and you're going to have to get a bit dirty at points in the off season, you know, um, if you really want to accrue new. Great point. Great point. But people Great don't. Great point because people are. Because people are wanting to stay lean and shredded so that they can do the selfie game. Yeah. And uh, because it, I mean, it's part of the business. I hate to say it. I hate to admit. I'm still paranoid pulling out my phone and taking one in the gym. But now I've got to. I'm setting up a stupid magnet, a magnet on a machine and hitting record. Yep. I, I never thought I would get to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, (laughs) but to your, you know, to your point, Joe, it's, it's to the point now where not only do people have unrealistic expectations, but they're limiting themselves on what they can do. Like these, there are like more classes, for example. Well, the classes are great. Okay. It's great that we have classic physique and men's physique and things like that. But there's guys that literally could be good bodybuilders, but they're limiting themselves because they want to get a pro card quicker. You know what I mean? True that. True. And, true. Absolutely. hundred percent. And it's not like, and Hey, don't get me wrong. I was at, let's see, I've been to two national shows already this year. We went to junior USA and then we went to, uh, uh, masters obviously. Yeah. Cause I saw you there and dude, classic physique guys are impressive. Like, don't get me wrong. The guys that are winning the classes, they're awesome. But at the same time, I've just seen too many people that, they're especially younger guys. Like I understand some of the older guys dropping down because they want to continue to compete or whatever. But some of these younger guys, I'm like, dude, you've got crazy potential. Why are you putting a cap on yourself so young, like right out of the gate, you know? And I don't know, to me, it's crazy because to me, I've never had, I've never had that mindset. It's like, I just, I would kill to have some of the potential that some of those guys have. And I'm like, why are you, you know, why are you doing that? Why are you, why are you capping yourself? And it's social media does the same exact thing with people. People have this unrealistic expectation and it, it puts a limit on what they could do. Like what Joe said, this, you know, poor girls are afraid to put on any body fat. Well, they're never going to gain any muscle, you know, they just, cause they have this thing that they think they have to look like the girl that has a million followers all the time like for all their, yeah, she don't even look like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, it, that's the thing. It's just like, it just, there's something, there, there's something about people are, 
they are less worried about self-improvement and more worried about acceptance, I guess, or fitting in or, or whatever, you know, whatever you I want think to it's, I think it's the yeah. carrot of being Insta-famous. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, Insta-famous or you know, whatever. Jeremy, you Jeremy, he's got, what, 3 million followers? Are we talking about uh, Jeremy yeah. Buendia? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure he probably I mean, he's does. Got three million, yeah, like two or three million followers. And so people are looking at that and they're like, you know, I want that famous. I want that Lambo. I, I want that cash that I'm answering my phone with. Mm. Um, I, I think that to the younger crowd that, that draws them in and then, then they get that and they think, well, I don't have to go to, it's not a desire of progression. It's maybe money driven yeah. or famous driven. Definitely ego driven. Um, I think we're going to see a generation of much smaller bodybuilders as a whole. Obviously there's always the top tier. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. every bodybuilder that I've ever spoken to purely from anecdote, that's truly big has always gone through some kind of long duration period of big push up, you know, actually getting pretty fat to be honest and holding a heavy weight for a long time. Um, and I think the prime time that you're going to be able to handle that is in your earlier years and people are wasting it. And you're also wasting a lot of life experience. Yeah. You know, I say this all the time and I, I tell people too, I, I'm like, I really don't think as many, all the people that compete, I don't think half of them actually like competing. No, I don't really think they do. I think it's because I, I'm, I'm big into psychology too. So I, I always pay attention to just got what, you know, what clients say and just the mindset of people. And then, because obviously we have, you know, most of us are, we're complete nut cases if we do this anyhow. Um, so it like people just genuinely, like they just genuinely don't like competing. It's an identity. They feel like, they feel like they, they won't be accepted and that's their whole identity is, is competing. Like they can't, because they can't, what would they, what would they do if not? They have no, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say because I, I compete and that is my identity as well. But at the same time, I I compete because I enjoy competing. Whereas a lot of people I think just compete because they they're already in fitness. So they think that that's what they have to do because their friend does it and or their idol just to go out and eat a shit meal afterwards. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, well, yeah. I mean, all you got to do is look at, look at how many people we have with, eating disorders and how many people we have with um, all kinds of mood and anxiety and depression and all these things that all stem from bodybuilding. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're dealing with, we're taking something, we're taking something that starts with self-improvement and turning ourselves into complete freaking nutcases, you know, <laughs> on, on the competitive level, pretty much it's probably like a requirement to have some kind of subclinical eating disorder. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you can pretty much, I mean, you're not, you're not ever going to be quote unquote balanced. You know, you can't, you're not going to, 
you can be balanced, yeah, have fun getting, you know, second call out. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can, like I said, I just think there's a lot of people that they, they don't compete and participate in bodybuilding because of self-improvement. I really just don't think that that's their main goal. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can see it, man. You can, and people that started bodybuilding, you know, two years ago, they're not going to see that. But people started bodybuilding 10 years ago or 20 years ago, they'll see it because literally the only reason you would have started bodybuilding 10 or 20 years ago is for self-improvement. There was literally no other reason to do it. (laughs) You didn't have, there was no, there was literally no other beneficial reason to do it unless you thought you were going to get a magazine contract or something. You, you did never, you never would have started because you wanted to be popular on online. You know, it, this wasn't a thing. So, yeah. 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 I mean, you can, you're like your story. You started because you just didn't like the way you looked and you weren't happy with yourself. You wanted to fix it. And that's, yeah, I, I think there's still people that start for that reason now. But I know, like, I get clients that they get real burnout, you know? real burnout with what they're doing and real feeling like they um, kind of losing their passion for it. And you kind of have to try to revert back and figure out why you started in the first place. And those people that started for the right reasons, like improvement, they'll always be able to, to pull themselves out of that hole, you know? Mm. Um, Attention spans are a lot shorter now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different teacher, man. Um, I mean, you know, look at your phone. You're constantly flipping. I mean, look at cable TV. You, you, you channel surfed. You clicked a button. Now they put it in your hand, and now you scroll. Um, it's constantly changing every second. Yeah. So I think for somebody to go, okay, this is going to take you 20 years, and you're going to have to eat six meals a day, and you're going to have to try, you know, the monotonous, the drive, the, you know, how many times have I done incline press <laughs> every Tuesday for 20 years? Mm. I mean, think about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you say that, people go, whoa, man, no, thank you. I think I'll just pick up a bike and start pedaling. Yeah, I Did- think that's, um, that's a good point. Uh, a lack of ability to commit to any level of consistency because in the modern age we have such ready access to new excitement for the brain yes yes even like the data is quite scary on the dopamine kicks that you get from social media um yep definitely an issue and like even what you say about tv like it's very true how like tv is like almost opposite like looking back on like i don't even have a tv i'm 25 um, because it, for me, I w- if I want to watch something, I can just watch it. I don't need to check through channels anymore. And that's scary. <laughs> A thousand channels. You can't find anything on. Yeah. <laughs> it is, uh, man. Yeah. You can't, you can't. So while we're talking about that, you almost can't, you can't fully blame 
everyone for having the short attention span because that's just especially depending on how old somebody is because they don't know anything else you know what i mean it's like it's like you want to like all your your bodybuilders and stuff that are just getting started like you want to you give them shit about it but at the same time i almost can't criticize them because they don't they don't know anything else the best that we can do i think is just as a coach you know if you're coaching people just try to instill the right kind of um, expectations and realistic goals and all that stuff for a long-term, a good outcome long-term. You know, I, I, I know I do it all the time. I'm sure you guys do it. I get people, if I have someone that comes to me and they have, like, they come to me and they say, I want to do this, 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 and this, you know, they name, they, they rattle off five things, big goals, right? I will literally sit out, not sit them down, you know, but I'm, I'm on the computer, but I'll, I'll say, all right, that's going to take 20 years, 15 years, 10 years. And, or I'm like, realistically, in order for you to do that, we need to do this, 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 and this, and this beforehand. And, and like, sometimes that just completely turns people away. And you know what? That's okay. Because, uh, People don't like if they, if they can't wrap their head around that long-term commitment. Anyhow, they should probably not get into this into this sport because I, it'll probably do more harm than good mentally. You know what I mean? Um, probably mess them up. Whereas if I have someone that can commit to it long-term, that's awesome. Then they're going to be a good bodybuilder. But yeah, you just get people cart before the horse, you know, and they. And it, and it hurts people too. I mean, you see it, you see it all the time, especially in females that compete way too often. Mm. I mean, man, we, you know, we've talked about this one before, um, talking about all the metabolic issues and hormonal issues and all this shit, because these, you know, and I'm not singling out just girls, but it just tends to be females more that they want to, they don't know anything else. They can't even go, they can't like make themselves not compete every three months. They'll, they'll lose their mind. Yeah. You know, like, man, you do that, you do that for a couple of years and there's just, I've just seen so many horror stories. A girl, it's like a lot of these girls anymore, their shelf life of competing is so short because they don't, they have no idea about uh, their hormones and their and, and metabolic system and, and just like realistically what they need to do between shows and two years in they have they've regained 60 pounds they have an eating disorder they're depressed and they're on hormone replacement thyroid medication and they are miserable you know like I know that sounds drastic but that's not far from the truth I mean there's how many how many women end up like that tons it's not even it's not even far from the truth it is the truth tons man it's sad and, and but you know what i think as if you would have taken that the same goal of getting a, you know a bodybuilding and took those people back 10 15 20 years ago those issues probably weren't happening as much because again like ryan said you know when he started the goal was self-improvement so um, so these gals would get off stage and they wouldn't place maybe the way they wanted. And they think, all right, I need to build more muscle. That's going to take a little while. Right. You know, so it, it wasn't, it really wasn't an issue and they didn't have to look at social media. Of course they didn't want to walk around looking like a slob because you know, you don't want to 
be total slob, especially women have this, you know, little self image and body dysmorphia and things. And yeah, I can, I said, I can only imagine what it looked like walking in a gym of, you know, like a gym that had a lot of competitors in it, maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago versus what it looks like now. Mm. You know, like what you can see what someone's intentions are, you know, by looking at their demeanor. Like what is their, what's their attitude in there? What are they doing? Are they messing around? What's their, are they talking to everyone? Um, just, I'm sure, I'm sure it's changed. I mean, I mean, even since I started training, it's changed. Um, I'm not saying, Hey man, I, I record some of my sets and stuff in the gym. Like that's just the thing. I know we all do that, but at the same time, man, just, just the overall intentions of people have just changed drastically. I mean, hell, the gyms have changed. Now we have, geez, what do we have now? I don't know what you, well, you guys have a good gym scene in the UK, but over here it's about a joke. We have planet fitness and you know, God knows what else. I don't know how bad it is <laughs> down by you, Ryan. Are you in Tennessee area still? Yeah, but I've had – I kind of spoiled because Olympus is 15 minutes down the road, and that's where Flex Lewis trained for most of his reign before he moved to Florida. That's where Brandon Curry trains when he's in town. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so it's pretty uh, – um, there's some other pros that train out of there too. Uh, Thomas Anderson, um, 212 guy. Um, I'm, I know I'm probably missing some, and I apologize, but but uh, there's uh, there's three golds within five miles of where I live. That's great. That's so, but you know, that's I, I, again, I don't understand. It's Tennessee. It's, it's corn and biscuits. I, I don't. Uh, it, it, it 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 used to not be. That's great, though. That's um, awesome. Where, where I live in Murfreesboro, there's probably 15 commercial gyms. And Murfreesboro is not a big, like, staple city of Tennessee. I mean, it's big, but it's not like, okay, we're going to Nashville. We're going to Knoxville. We're going to Memphis. You know, it's it's not those. Right. Yeah, we uh, uh, when you said uh, the self improvement, the yeah. self improvement, I was thinking about my own, and I just re I just kind of I don't know that I've ever asked a judge for their critique. Yeah, that's interesting. I never ask them for a critique. I I don't think I, I ever have. I think I just get the pictures back. I look. I know why I got beat. Right. I go to I go to work. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you and and you're probably also not. You're probably also not posting online bitching about how you got screwed over by your placing. <laughs> and that has happened to me a couple of times, but hey, uh, it is what it is. Um, but I did not. I just uh, I accept that that's just part sometimes part of the game and I do the best I can and that's just the way I've done it I know it sounds so like I, like e I don't want to say easy or anything like that it's just been who I am and what I do you know Ronnie Coleman I'm not Ronnie Coleman obviously uh he is still in the gym and people 
some people seem to, you know, hate on him for that, but it's him. It's who he is. It's just what he does. Maybe he shouldn't be lifting as heavy as he does, but it does, I mean, but it's his life and you only get one, one. And if he wants to die in the gym, I mean, lift, go. Yeah. Yep. Find yep. what you do. I mean, that's just, just part of my life. I, I just, I, yep. I hope to do it at 90 with pink rubber weights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I have to. Yeah, you've set, but, but again, I you know. I like training. And, and I don't like, and I'm not saying, I'm not the type of trainer that goes in there and squats six, seven, eight hundred pounds. I, I'm, I'm not that guy. Um, I just, I, I love the pump and I love the uh, feeling of accomplishment when I'm done. Yep. I you love set putting the... that brick on the wall. Yep. You know, if I get my six mils in, I get my training in, I get to put a brick on that wall. Mm. That's yeah, that's it. It's and that's a lot of bricks. That's a lot of uh that's that's the thing. I'm trying I, <laughs> I'm building a building. I'm building a high rise. What's uh speaking of which, um so now what? Where do where do you go from here? <laughs> that's interesting. I'm I'm just curious uh, because I wanted to I'm forty six. Yeah, 40, tell me. I'm forty six. I'm forty six and I've been at this game for a while. And supplement game since thirty two. Okay, let's get serious. Um the things that I would have to do at 46 just aren't um, just aren't me or aren't what I'm willing to do. Um, go on from that. I'm 46. I know my lane. I'm not Flex. I'm not Jose. I'm not David Henry. I'm not. I know that. But I did almost just win two overalls and one of them was 35 and I'm 46. So I got to be okay. I want to train with the mindset that I am a pro. I have, I have lacked confidence. I never saw myself as such. And now, now I have that and I and I am I want to use that. And so I, I the goal is here we go with a new goal. March uh Indy Pro two twelve. And then if they have the Puerto Rico, do that. Make it a vacation. Be done with competing and coach. Yeah. I want to step on the stage one, you know, the goal was to step on one, the, after the pro card, after I started trying to get the pro card, then I started thinking, okay, once I get the pro card, one show, I got to step up there one time, one time. Right. And I was trying to, I 
was trying to do it before Jose retired because I wanted to step on stage with him. I used to go uh, one or two weeks a year and live with him for a week and train. Uh, so I was trying to get to that, but I was a little late. So I, I, I want, I got eight months to mark to, to the Indy. If they still have it, the, the schedule comes out in October, I believe Jose told me. Uh, so I got, you know, five months off season, three months contest. And, and I, I know I can look better. I look better 203, 205, 202. But see, when I'm 225, 230, and I know I got to go to 198, I tend to go, well, I'll miss a mill, which is not right. Me as a coach knows that, knows that's wrong. I, I'm, me as a coach, I'm not perfect. Me as a coach, I'm not Chris Aceto. So at the beginning of the diet, I tend to do that. Because let's get real, I, I am tired of food. I've been force feeding myself for 20 years. You know how many times I've gagged on the last bite? Yeah, I yeah, that's a lot you know, of meals. My body, wants to, my body wants to be 150. It don't want to be 230 with abs. Right. I mean, so it wants to be 150. It's trying. It's like, hey, you miss a meal, I'm going to take 10 pounds. <laughs> But literally, I mean, I can miss a meal and, and drop you, you know, two or three pounds. I mean, so I just, I just call it lazy, call it shortcutting, but I know I can come in a, a, a lot fuller, a lot rounder. Now, I'm, am I saying I'm going to be competitive? I'm not saying. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen because I've, I've never trained without a weight limit. Right. You know, I've always had that 198 in my mind. So what's going to happen when I don't have that? You never know, man. You might go in there and snag a good call out. Never <laughs> so Wouldn't that I, be some uh, I, am, <laughs> I am not like putting my head in the dirt going, woe is me. I'm going to get last. I'm, I'm going to train you versus you just like I've done, but with a little bit of edge of the mind frame that I'm a pro, man. So I what? I, I climbed the mountain. I am up here. Maybe you do, let's say maybe you do go in there, you know, looking good, full, round, hard. You do snag a good call out. Is that going to make you want to do another one? Are you going to? I'm probably. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the gambler that starts winning in the casino. Yeah, he doesn't stop, right? He, <laughs> he plays again. That's funny. Sometimes yeah. you got to walk away with the table with you in <laughs> yeah that's yeah i don't know, we'll know man i just indie indie pro in march and hopefully um the puerto rico in may and i'm gonna make a vacation out of it now you said if you know i, I don't know i don't know about i don't know how to answer that so i guess we'll see <laughs> i'm just here to yeah, I'm just here to spark up the dialogue. I, I know. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things. I mean, I, hell, I've, I've had years where I've competed where I had one show in mind, and I just didn't do how I thought I should have done, so I did another one. Just as like a more for myself than anything else, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah. or vice Correct versa. Correct some mistakes or something. 
Yeah. Or vice versa. You have the momentum. So you keep going type of thing. So yeah, I get it. But that's, that's awesome, man. You know, cause there's always, there's always that discussion masters pro cards. They don't, they, you know, I, I love seeing people get pro cards at masters shows and actually go on and compete as a pro because I mean, uh, who who is the guy that won the Arnold two twelve? Oh yeah, uh, Ahmad is that? What you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, he was forty six. Yep, yep. I yeah, he was. Follow him on Instagram, and I apologize, dude, that I can't re- that I can't recall your name, but I'll give you a shout out because I can't remember it. But you you bad man at forty six. <laughs> you motivate me. You inspire me. So yeah. I love it, man. I love seeing, I love seeing the, you know, the guys that do the master shows and they get the pro card and then they go on and compete. And yeah, cause I, I just think it's, I just think it's hilarious when people, you know, normally the people that say, Oh, they will never go on and do anything. It are normally the people that aren't even pros themselves. They probably suck and they're just sitting at home on their damn keyboard anyhow. Um, so I don't really pay much mind to it, but, that's awesome. I think that's great because you just have, you've been competing for so damn long. You owe it to yourself to, to go and get up on that pro stage. Plus I, to me, it would seem like, it would seem like I, you'd look, you would look better simply because now you have no pressure. Correct. The pressure. And Jose will tell you, he thinks, and you may be able to shed some light on this one. Jose thinks that I freak out so bad backstage that my body changes within seconds. Oh yeah, man, dude. I, I tell you what, I think it, for some people it's overblown. They, they don't really do that. But I know me personally, if I have nerves, my body will change. I mean, I could just be inside out shredded saran wrap, paper thin, whatever word you want to throw in there. And I could literally, look like I spilled over within just, just backstage or on my way to the venue at backstage. Yes. Jose says, Jose has seen me backstage and then went out in the audience. And he said, dude, I I don't know. I don't know. Plus you have got to find a way to calm down. Plus, you know, for you, the thing is too, you know, it's, you're doing the same damn thing so many times you're doing the national show and you know, you're close and you and you have, you know, like I'm right there. And so now yes. you're holding, yes. that's so much, so much pressure, man. Like pressure, if people, man. <laughs> pressure. I know we were backstage, uh, like we were backstage there at masters and I was sitting back there with my guy. I was just telling him jokes and bullshit the whole time and telling him, don't pay attention to anyone. Don't look around. Just look yep. at me. Yep. I was like, just look at me and sit here and talk. And when it's time to go pump up, go pump up. But don't yeah. don't walk around. Don't sit there and stare at everyone. You know, I prefer not to be back there. But I that I had had done that way a long time until let's see, two years ago, Dave Callick did my diet. Let's see, two two thousand seventeen. He did my prep. I was talking to him and he said, when do you think you'll go on? I said, ah, probably an hour from now, but I'll just go check, see what they're on. My class was, was, was lining up on stage. 
I stripped yeah. down, no pump, tan running because I'm sweating. I got second and third, but <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. you, now now they have. I know we're we're slightly off topic now, but they have uh, those text messages now that they send out at the shows. Did you did you sign up for those? Did you get them? I did. They don't keep them updated fast okay. enough. Okay, <laughs> so it didn't work. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, now they it, they may have improved this year, but I know two or three years ago it was not on. It gotcha. Was not, it was like way delayed. It's a good idea. It's a good oh, concept. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If it, <laughs> if it worked, especially now, you know, at a pro show, it's going to be a little bit different. You have. 212 and open you might have a couple women's classes or something but man at these freaking national shows like if people that have never done them before dude it takes for freaking ever yes it's so damn long i get yes just because they're like hey when do you, you know when do you think i should line up I'm like well line up when maybe two classes ahead of you you know it's not like going to a regional show where you when bodybuilding starts, if you're a heavyweight, you probably ought to get right up there and line up because they're going to fly through it. Nope, it ain't like that. And for the fans or the family, I think it's it's uh, and for the competitors. Let me see how I can explain this. When I come out, there's like 30 people in the crowd. I remember when it was standing room only, and people were screaming and jumping out of their mind. Yeah, but there weren't that many classes, so it wasn't. You know, it was like going to a long movie—three hours, four hours prejudging. Right. Not six. Not to six, eight hours. Right. Um. So people would stay no matter what the class was. You know, you right. see bikini get done at a local show, and half the audience leaves. Oh. If the bodybuilders yeah. are at the end, at the overall, it's crickets. Yeah. See, they. It, which, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them will do, at the national shows, they'll put bodybuilding at the end, a lot of them. And instead of, which is, I don't know, it's weird to me, it should be like the premier class, because I did uh, Junior USA this year. We got off stage at, oh, shit, I don't know. Well, because that, that show, they did all the finals on Saturday, right? So they had um now bodybuilding was the smallest group <laughs> you know we right. had we had the least <laughs> amount of people but dude by the time we got off stage it was like like almost 11 o'clock at night you know and and there was like i don't know 15 people in the crowd yeah i'm it's sad it's it's sad it, yeah it is it, but you know hey they I think I, I do like like I think it's a cool concept how they split the they split the masters up and they split the North oh, American. I mean, yes, I'm talking about a local show like right at the, at the night show. Uh, right. If, if bikinis first, then half or three fourths of the crowd leaves. Yep. And then yeah. classic goes, and then bodybuilding goes, and it's like nobody's left hardly, and. Yeah. Uh, it kind of goes back to the whole Instagram staying in shape, uh, physique classic um, progression. It just takes a long time if you're not 100% percent 
Lee Priest, Sean Ray genetically gifted. You know, what did they turn pro at, 21 or 20 or something? Yeah, probably something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I think, you know, Oh, it, it, and then it goes back to the cell phone. The kids are, the 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 kids coming out of that you would think would be starting weightlifting uh, per se. It's the attention span and the cell phone and the Instagram and you know get abs, get a selfie, and get a following. I don't know that. I guess maybe maybe we lack goal setting. Maybe we lack uh, consistency over a long period of time to equal results. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the same time, goal setting, goal setting's good and it's, and bad. Does that make sense? Cause there's a point too where the goals, the problem is people's goals are freaking ridiculous. That's the problem. It's not that they're setting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. The goals, the goals themselves are the problem. Like, hey, I got a goal. You know what my goal is? My goal is to get better every year and look better on stage each time. And you know what? That's going to translate into me placing better. You know, it's not rockets. That part's not rocket science. It's the fact that these people's goals are freaking insane. You know, it's, I sound like a pessimist. Like, I'm not. Like, I'm undercutting myself. But it's not. I'm just realistic, you know. I'm not delusional. You know, so yes. yeah, I don't know. Realistic but, goal setting. Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole other topic. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think but, uh, yes, I, the the next step is March. Cool, man. Well, I'll tell you what, I I follow you on social media, so I'll be I'll definitely uh, be keeping up. But uh, we're coming up on time here. We are going to okay. wrap it up. But before we do, tell everyone. I know we were just talking about social media, but you got, we got to plug okay. yourself in there. What, what are, where can they find you on Facebook, Instagram? If you want to throw out an email address, any of that, go for it. All right. Uh, my Instagram account, you versus you, but it's letter U VS letter U. Um, Ryan Walters, Facebook, Ryan Walters. Uh, you can reach me at both of those. Direct message me for my coaching rates. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, a couple of sponsors if I can. Yeah, him. Go, go for it, man. Whatever you want. Yeah, I'd like to thank uh, Pro Body Solutions. They've been my sponsor for the last five years, man. Thank you for believing in me and staying with me through this uh, this journey. Uh, also, I'd like to a local sponsor of mine, Nutrition Factory. They've got 11 stores throughout the Middle Tennessee area. So I appreciate it. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Um, I love these type of conversations. It's just some, this is stuff that we're not throwing out a bunch of science and this is how you train and eat, but that's, this is shit that people need to hear. You know, they need to, sometimes people need a bit of a reality check. So that's, that's what I was hoping for. I think we accomplished it. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, guys, thank you for listening. Um, we, as always, thanks our sponsors. Make sure you check all those out. Uh, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks, man. Cheers, Ryan. Thanks, guys.